0: poppers but that's okay
1: sometimes that happens it but does. uh welcome back everybody two drinking dads one drunk that's me by the way episode seven uh <sighs> I, I thank everyone that's uh been supportive and jumping in on everything we keep getting listeners every week and it's ha- i'm happy to keep doing this uh because it's so much fun and everyone's making it fun indeed uh, it is mike yeah indeed. yeah and uh with me as always i have Brett magala and addison shumagala is my co-host brett say what's up man
2: what's going on everybody thanks for tuning in again for another episode of two drinking dads one drunk this is gonna be a good one
0: yeah uh this is this is me everybody i'm addison um i'm not gonna beat a dead horse because those two already
1: mentioned it but thank you for tuning back in uh we we got we got a lot to talk about this week boys yeah we do uh and and i'm excited about it uh you know uh, we had some bad news though today, and uh, we really well, did. not just today, but just just this past this past week. This past week uh, and if, if anyone is a big football fan, doesn't matter what team you're a fan of, it's always sad when you lose someone. So Addison, yeah, go ahead and talk about that.
0: Thank you, Mike. Um, so I just wanted to do a respectful commemorative moment of silence for the. Late Demarius Thomas, who passed way too young. Um, He, for those of you that don't know, he was a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos for a while. Uh, He was a teammate for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, and he was he was was very good. Yep, he actually I think got a Super Bowl ring with Peyton Manning. Um, He helped Tim Tebow get to the playoffs too. too. Good good call there, Chet. Uh, But you know what? Um, We're just going to take you know five ten seconds here for a moment of silence, just respect him, and then we'll move on. All right, thank you. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening in and uh, sharing in that moment of silence with us.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: However, uh, moving on, some big news today in football. Um, and I shouldn't even say today. it's actually happened yesterday. But the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, Urban Meyer, got fired. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> 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 like, I try not to laugh, but honestly, dude, that's like, oh, I saw this coming months ago. No, I did too, man. He didn't have control of his team, uh, and he's a joke. He's a joke, and I'll I'll go on record saying that. And I don't care if he calls me, and and wants me to correct my statement.
0: (laughs) Mike, you know who shares the same feelings you do? Dan Orlovsky from NFL Network. Like, I I actually I was watching the NFL Network pretty much all day today, and this dude went off on Urban Meyer. Like, don't get me wrong, I agreed with everything Dan said, but Dan comes right out saying. Urban Meyer is a bad dude and a bad head coach, and the reasons why are because, obviously, his scandals that he had while down in Jacksonville. But he's a he was power hungry. His um, overall
2: character was just poor as a person,
0: right? And I was getting it. Thank you, Chad. I was getting to that, but you're right. He yeah, he was. This is a guy that was caught in a bar, feeling up some girl after a game that wasn't his wife, who was much younger than him. And aside from the aside from his character, like he, the Jacksonville Jaguars are what two and ten, two and 11, 2 and 11. 2 and eleven. Yeah, like they're he's not running his team in an efficient manner
1: with with a franchise quarterback that you drafted,
0: right? And on top of that, Dan Orlovsky goes on to say that because well, it, it did impact. Thank you, Chet. Again, I know nobody can hear that because you're not on a mic, but yes, his impact is is or his, excuse me, his development was impacted because of the fact that Urban Meyer is the head coach. Jacksonville goes out and drafts a quarterback who, by the way, was considered to be the best quarterback in their draft class, and it was supposed to be Urban Meyer's job to develop him. And in fact, Trevor Lawrence has gotten worse under Dan Meyer's, or Urban Meyer's leadership.
2: Yeah. Er- <clears throat> Urban Meyer came into the league with uh, three-point philosophy, and his entire team called him a hypocrite, and to be quite frank, he was a hypocrite. He wanted to vil- he wanted to build a family member or a family type locker room, which he did not even come close to establishing that, and not at all. He-, he deserved to lose his job because of that. Not only that, he lied about a lot of stuff, and he just had some outside problems that he could not get under control, and it uh, eventually ultimately led to his demise in his career.
1: Well, it's not only that though like i mean so to to add to that though he he allowed a, a staff member on on the on the team to 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 be racist uh true and and i mean come on the the cultured mixture that you have in the nfl or in this world nowadays that's not okay
0: no it's not and and mike i'm glad you brought that up because um the NFL has been about this inspire change end racism theme, so to speak, for the last two years. You
2: see it on the end zones. It, it says end racism on the end zones, and this man couldn't right. even do it in his own locker room. Exactly
0: right. And and on top of that, like again, I'm co- I'm quoting Dan Orlovsky here, but he come he came right out and said on the NFL Network that this man was power hungry, and when he was a college coach, like. When you have 18-, 19-, 20-year-old players, it was easy to do that because they were afraid to speak up. But now...
1: These are grown men.
0: Not, exactly. Now these are grown men. You're in the NFL. These are guys that are in their late 20s, even 30s. 30s. And you're trying to tell them how to do things and how to you know, speak certain ways and, and, and just try to control their lives. And they're over here like, whoa, hold up.
2: Your job as a head coach is to establish a role model leadership type locker room, and he didn't do any of that. Like you said, power hungry, and you kicked your kicker in practice. Yeah, I mean, you kicked your kicker in practice, and he told you <laughs> don't ever do that again, and you're like, I'm the head ball coach. I can do whatever I want. And that I don't know what screams I'm power hungry other than that statement right there.
1: And you didn't even keep the kicker. That's the worst part, and Josh Lambeau isn't a bad kicker. He's not terrible. He's better than Nick Folk. You know, and then... <laughs> The way the, where where I get to this though is like okay, so if you're if you're a head coach, you're supposed to be a leader of men, like you just are. Uh,
0: That's the position that everybody expects you to be,
1: right? And 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 so you uphold such a standard because you are holding these men to a standard. So so if you don't uphold the same standard that you require your people to, I mean this this is this isn't like rocket science though. This is this is like if you are a, a, a boss at a job, if you don't obtain the same standard you're asking your employees to to match, you're going to get some sort of kickback because you're not even fulfilling what you expect from your employees right so Absolutely. So, so what I'm trying to say is that these guys are these are grown men and a lot of them have very good morals a lot of these players have been in the league for a long time. They know what they're doing. They know who they are as a person. They've never had any sort of trouble and they've played for a long time. They have the respect of their fans and, and not just that though, their family and, and all that. And most of their coaches and, and there's other teams that'd be more than willing to have certain players on their team uh, because of their character and because of what they bring to the table. And when, you got a guy like Urban Meyer who is just violating everything that the league stands for, and what a lot of those players' morals probably stand for. <laughs> you have to do what the Jaguars did. He he put him in
2: no other position but to fire him. I mean, Chad Khan took probably longer than he should have to think about that, but I mean. I understand why he took longer than he should have to think about that because he did hire the man, but at
0: the same time he was giving him a fair chance I get that and too. I
2: understand that, but where do you draw the line you know
0: where do you draw the line okay when you when you lose your
2: locker room in week ten that that already is raising a red flag to not only ownership but to the players too when it's just it should have happened a long time ago it should have happened a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, look at the Lions coach. I mean, they're not winning. I mean, they won one game. I still think he gets another chance to, to coach them next season.
0: Yeah, Dan Campbell has earned the respect of his players, and not only that, but the fans, too. I mean, I understand in Detroit, I'm sure if any Lions fans ever listen to this, like, you might think, well, hold up. But, but I mean, come on. Like, Dan Campbell, is he's got charisma. He has heart. He has passion. Like, that is a guy that you He, he cares see? about
2: his team. He cares about the locker room. He cares about the environment. He wants to create a winning culture. You know, it it's going to take time. I mean, he's already tenfold better than Dan Pat- or Matt Patricia ever was.
0: Yeah, and not only that, he's a thousand times better than Urban Meyer is. Like, he's a complete one eighty.
1: I agree. The only thing that, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to see is my coach crying at a at a press conference. I know, but if you're going to do that, go go do that in the locker room somewhere. Or in your office, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking smack. I, I just think that you don't do that at a press. Conference. Yeah, it shows your heart. It does. But like, but
0: and that's the point I was gonna make.
1: But <laughs> it also shows weakness. And I'm not. I'm not saying that crying is is a weakness. But I what I am saying is to the general public and maybe popular opinion, it shows uh, vulnerability. Uh, to someone that maybe shouldn't be so vulnerable, because that's your rock, that's your leader, that's the person that is running this team, and he's spearheading the whole thing. Like, like that's that's who handles the media in a certain way. And like, look at Bill Belichick. If I, I mean, if I have any better example, you got a stupid question, and you ask Bill Belichick a stupid question, he's like he hisses. Like yeah, he even.
0: I think he's even said it on an interview before. That's a stupid quote, <laughs> and he just moves on. He said that in the Super Bowl interview.
2: But to Mike, I agree with you with about ninety-nine percent of that. The only thing I don't agree with you with is that you know him crying. Yes, it does show some vulnerability, but it also I think he was trying to establish himself as a you know I think he was like emitting the emotions of the locker room because that game that he cried about and they lost was. Justin Tucker's field goal. It was they they, they fought so they hard in that They should game. have won that game. Absolutely. And they it was have a, and it game. was a
0: miraculous field goal attempt. Like it was what 65 66 yards. 66 it was a record yards. in the NFL. Yeah. Well, uh, when tied, you lose, when you record. lose to he a tie the record. No,
2: it was the record. No, he tied it. You sure?
0: Yeah, cuz uh what's what's that guy from the Raiders? Uh Janikowski, he he kicked a 66-yarder.
2: Well, well, the point being is they got themselves into a point where they had that game on lock and you you get a kick against you that's just it makes your jaw drop, you know? And I mean I understand that he was frustrated. It was probably more or less was the emotions that escaped him it was frustration that they they were that close. They were within a hair's length of winning that game, and then you get a sixty six yard field goal that hits the crossbar and bounces in to lose. Yeah, and- I understand the frustration and I understand the emotion, but Mike, I do agree with you that you are spearheading the entire operation and you shouldn't be showing any kind of weakness but i to me i don't think that that was weakness
0: him crying on in front of the national public like i understand where you could see that as being weakness i do but you're right like it does show his passion it does show his care for his
1: players and yeah but if, if anything I'm, like if that's me though if i'm so if i'm the coach and it's my team and I gotta face the the media. I'm gonna probably cry ahead of time if I'm gonna cry. Why? Well, I, I get that. Michael. I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there. Like, I, I get that. But you're gonna wait for me to come do the meeting while I cry real quick. Let me get this. <laughs> let me get this cry out here. I get out that. of the way. Well, I'll I'll get the crocodile tears done. Well, while nobody's watching me. I don't care if my team sees me crying or whatever. Like, I mean, that's inside the locker room. That's that's up to you. You know. I know, like, but sometimes it's that. more
0: than just the team seeing you. Like you want the fans to believe in you too. So if you're, if I want stage, the fans to believe in me,
1: I'm not crying. You?
0: I, I, <laughs> I get your opinions and views on that. I do, but and and in a way, I do agree with you. But at the same time, like they just suffered a hard loss. Like it was, Wait, it was not so an easy loss.
1: But so the, the way you guys are talking about it, though, it's like so. Did he cry on purpose? To like really amp the things like what did he do? Put onions in his pockets?
0: Honestly, Mike, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you, but I I don't I don't believe that he did that on purpose for attention. I think he did that in a sign of respect for his players. Like I honestly believe, by the way, his body language was portraying on camera that he actually meant everything he said, felt and that. he genuinely felt bad that they lost because his players did play hard. They tried hard. And they did well up until the point that they were devastated by a, a tying record field goal. Like that a her- It's a heartbreaker. That much. It's a heartbreaker. It is a heartbreaker. Now, to, to the same respect, I, I agree because, look, things happen in the NFL. Like, Justin Tucker is an incredible kicker. And if anyone in the NFL expects anybody to make a field goal tying the record, I expect Justin Tucker to do that kick. He is one of the greats for a reason.
2: Just, just for that though, that all of that to stay on topic, at least Dan Campbell has his locker room. You know, his his guys are really behind him just because of how emotional of a coach he is. I you know. Yes,
0: exactly. So, thank you, Chet, for when when they, when they won,
2: they gave him the game ball, and players don't usually do that.
0: That's true. Usually, it's the coach that gives the game ball away to a star player to a, and to that a player that was a game changer. That, that yeah, exactly. That that was the reason that they won, or. You know, to a player that performs so well that without them, they wouldn't have won.
1: Well, maybe that's how they felt. Is maybe. That without him, they wouldn't have won?
0: Perhaps, yeah, that's true.
1: And so that's, it. so it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. I know, I get it.
0: Yeah, but um, but let's 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 move on to something a little more entertaining, right? Sure. Not that that wasn't, but let's talk about our favorite Super Bowl ads because the Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of months. So.
1: Oh man. Yeah.
0: What's what is one of your favorite? all-time Super Bowl ads. I
1: have one uh, right off the bat. Uh it's actually uh um it's FedEx. It's a FedEx commercial. They're it's uh they're, they're <laughs> I so,
0: really hate FedEx. So let's let's hear this. I know, but this is such <laughs> a good
1: commercial. So uh these cavemen this caveman puts a message tied to a bone and he gives it to a pterodactyl and the pterodactyl flies away with the with the message. And uh, and a T Rex jumps up and eats the pterodactyl. Oh shit! With the package attached, obviously. <laughs> so he goes back to the cave and he talks to the other guy. The, the, there's another caveman in the cave, and he goes, "Hey, uh, the package got destroyed. A T Rex ate the pterodactyl." And the caveman goes, "Did you use FedEx?" And he goes, "No." He's like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets so mad, and he's like, FedEx doesn't even exist yet. And it's all in caveman talk, like, they're clapping and stuff. And they're like, And there's, like, the subtitles at the bottom of the screen. He's like, FedEx doesn't even exist yet. And he's like, I don't care. Get out of my sight. So, <laughs> he walks out of the cave, and he's all disappointed. And there's this little dinosaur walking across the cave, and he gets mad, and he like, Kicks it, because he's having a bad day, literally. And then gets stomped. <laughs> like a like 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 a <laughs> like a bronchiosaur stomps him after kicking the little dinosaur. <laughs> so that's just a bad day. <laughs> Apparently you're supposed to use FedEx.
0: Alright, Chet, how about you? What's your favorite?
2: I always liked the the pistachio commercials. I always thought they were funny. I think my favorite one was the one with um, Stephen Colbert. Was, I think it was... Um, uh, Super Bowl 50, maybe, with the Broncos and the Panthers. I think it was when they aired that one. That or it was uh, the following one where uh, it was Tom Brady's last Super Bowl as a Patriot. No. I, I can't remember which Super Bowl it was, but in a nutshell, no pun intended. <laughs> I was going to say. Um,
0: <laughs> you always but, pun on fourth down, Chet.
2: But um, I. I if I remember correctly, it just showed his. He's like, "How about you guys? Do you like pistachios?" And his head just opens up, and pistachios just start pouring out. And all, like, I think it was kids just like grabbing handfuls of pistachios, like the Kool Aid Man. And for whatever reason, oh, I yeah. thought that was relatable, and I was
1: just dying, like hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, uh, I actually have one more. If I could do one yeah, more, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Oh man, uh, so the other one is uh, is um, uh, it's a Doritos commercial. Ooh, those and are great. uh and they're they're asking the magic eight ball questions. And then, one of them, and then one of the employees is asking for free Doritos. And instead of like figuring out what the answer is, he just turns and he throws the magic eight ball through the vending machine. <laughs> Gets Doritos out of, out
0: of the vending machine. <laughs> So I got I don't
2: think the eight ball was wrong on that one. <laughs>
0: right? I I got I got two. <laughs> well, I got I got one I got one that was a favorite and then I got another that was like it's just stuck with me through all these years.
1: The, the first, monkey baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, actually that was yes. That, <laughs> that. So we talked about this. This is two episodes did. in. Yeah, like I was I was telling Mike, I was like, Hey, what's one Super Bowl commercial that like you just that just stuck with you with through all these years? And I think it was in like 2015 or 16 when this yeah. ad came out but it was Mountain Dew Amp was
1: the Ooh. commercial okay okay
0: right and yeah it was like it, it came on it was like Puppy Monkey Baby <laughs> <Yes>. Puppy <laughs> Monkey <laughs> Baby. good luck forgetting that but I think my I think my one of my all-time favorites and honestly like Anheuser-Busch does a fantastic job at the Super Bowl all their commercials are so great but I think one of my favorites is like everybody's sitting around at a meeting and they're all sitting there they're like hey so, the company's losing money. I need ideas right now for how we can, you know, save some money so that we can we can make more money again. And and one of the guy goes, well, we could stop having Bud Light at the meetings. And then like the next scene like shows the outside of the building and then throwing his ass out the window and he goes, <laughs> I was kidding.
1: <laughs> oh, it's good.
0: I loved it. It was so funny, dude. <laughs> like, that's good. I love the Bud Light commercials for the Super Bowl.
1: Talk about talk I look about. forward to him every year. Yeah, talk about commercials though. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna dwell on it too much. But you know which ones I miss so much. Which ones? Real men of genius by Bud Light. Oh yeah. Bud Light presents. And they're like real
0: men of genius.
2: <laughs> they they brought that one back last year. I'm pretty sure, didn't they? And it showed the Bud Light man, like, saving the day because the bus tipped over or The something. Bud Knight, yeah. Yeah, the,
0: yeah they put the, all the Bud Light superheroes on for that one commercial. Yeah, because
2: the one guy flew over the edge, and he's like, no! And they're like, all
0: right. It's a Bud Knight that went over the edge, oh, wasn't man. It?
1: That's great. No, no, no. Like, so, oh, I yeah, no. Love, the Bud Light. It's a really bad toupee wear guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talk about it, it's like He's like, crack an crack ice-cold Bud Light open. Actually, crack two. For you and that thing on your head.
0: <laughs> dude, I I dude I'm I'm telling you. And Hasley Bush does a great job advertising, but the Super Bowl they go all out. Well why wouldn't
2: they? I mean it's a, it's like a million dollar slot for a thirty second window in that
0: and it's just... I know. And you know what? There's a reason why Bud Light's the number one selling <laughs> beer in America. I think
2: I think they uh they had the real men of genius guy singing in that one too with the Bud Knight where he goes over the edge too, and the one guy looks at him and goes, Ooh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs>
0: Hey, he'll come back. It's We're the Bud Night. The De- Bud Night is a super. Oh, I love that. It's so good. They should make a movie on the Bud Night.
1: Oh man. <laughs> I man.
0: would watch that movie. They should. One of my
1: favorites was like when they're shooting arrows to give the ingredients of Bud Light to the to the town, and everyone's getting oh, shot yeah, by arrows. Yeah. And then he's the one that comes. Was like, why don't we just put it on the box? And they're like, <laughs> we haven't thought about that. <laughs>
0: Like to how, how you remember the movie, uh, the Black Knight with uh, Martin
1: Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, yeah, where he goes back in time and yeah, falls into like great. the smallest moat ever.
0: Yep, yeah. <laughs> great movie by the way. If anybody, if you haven't seen the Black Knight with Martin Lawrence, you need to because it's actually a great movie. Yeah, it's funny. It's pretty funny. It's got a lot of like modern stuff twisted in with like medieval time. It's great. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, they the, that commercial, like the first time that they introduced Bud Knight, it almost played on that role of the movie where he was like. It's
2: the Bud Knight! <laughs> Dude, in that movie, though... He just shows up,
0: takes his 30
2: back, and leaves. In that movie, though, when he invents the drive-thru <laughs> oh, yeah. with, with the horseback riding, and he, like, lays the blueprint down. The guy's like, oh, that's a good idea. And he goes, I even brought these swaggy outfits. And the guy comes out and just does that <laughs> thing, and he's like, my boy!
1: <laughs> but anyway, um, we have Real a... Real
0: man of genius.
1: Yes. <laughs> anyway, we have a we have a real analyst on our hands.
0: That's true. Yeah. So <sighs> I know tough. a lot of you here in Bills Mafia have suffered the last enough. couple of weeks, and yeah, enough is
1: enough. Rightfully but, so. Yeah.
0: And, but but, uh, but Chet here has taken the time to really break down the loss against Tampa Bay. So really we're gonna break it down. We're gonna hand it over to Chet, and he's gonna he's gonna uh, explain some spew things. Spew out his words of wisdom.
2: Okay, so just so everyone is aware, the Bills definitely did lose to a no-call. Plenty of opportunity in that game that was missed. So I just want to go over some tendencies that I noticed on both teams and just want to elaborate a little bit on the missed opportunities. So just to keep things short, first half, Buffalo was trying to open up the middle of the field. And we were playing right into Tampa Bay's coverage they were They were sending creative blitz packages, sending a linebacker, throwing a defensive end in coverage, which explains one missed touchdown to Gabe Davis, where Josh saw him at the last second and decided to throw it over the top. if you guys remember that one
0: I do yeah so I do
2: that was that was Todd Bowles at his finest. Um, the one thing I did want to want to go into here though. Is in the first half that really kind of changed the game for Tampa Bay and gave them a really really big advantage was um, a third and seventeen, where Brian Dable called a vertical route with three guys going deep and okay. it played and it played right into um, Todd Bowles' cover three defense. They had one high safety and they had two corners playing deep. Right. Yep. Where it which looked, for it,
0: those of you that don't know what a cover three is, it's exactly what it's designed to do. You got one safety, which makes it look like a cover one, but you got both corners on the outside playing deep. It looks like the, yeah, exactly.
2: It looked like they were playing man because they were lined up right on the line of scrimmage. But as soon as the ball was snapped, they went straight back, covered three zones, and you couldn't you couldn't throw into it. And that play where he dumped it off to Dawson Knox behind the line of scrimmage, and they only picked up like five yards. That right, that which, is that right there. Was just a bad play call.
0: It was, but I don't blame Josh for dumping it off to Knox there because he had he had no option. True, but and and that's 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 you know credit to Todd Bowles' defense. Like he he designed that cover three to look like a cover one, and it worked.
2: Well, they were they were in a third down, it was seventeen, and they had Bills had no choice to try and go for a first down.
0: Right, and when you're when it's third and seventeen, as most of you know, like. It's it's really hard to pick up a first down because you got seventeen well, yards to last, go and you have let, to throw the ball. In like, the
2: twenty twenty season, Buffalo was really good at picking up those third and longs. If they remember, were, they were.
0: But I think that part of the reason for that too was because we were we were an up, an, excuse me, an up and coming team, and people didn't really understand our offense uh, I'm that gonna,
2: well. Um, they were not an up and coming team. They were a team that was already there.
0: Okay, let me rephrase. I'll rephrase. You're right. You're right, Chad. I'll get, I'll give you credit there. You're right. But let me rephrase. But we were we were there, but the league didn't understand that the Bills were there. They weren't sure what Brian Dable's offense looked like. They were still figuring things out, and we were able to pick up those certain longs because we had weapons, and we were able to use them well.
2: Well, Dable also designed a lot of really good long deep routes. he did he did do yes he is good at that i will give dayball that he is good at designing plays to get down the field however going forward with this bucks game that entire first half the story of the first half um the story the story of the first half was that todd bowles played our offense perfectly they they played perfect coverage they played to where we had no choice but to throw into coverage right and I noticed that in the second half or in the second quarter that um, we started running a lot more QB draws, which was really the only way to counter that, and it kind of opened things up later on in the game because of that. But at the same time, we had no choice but to throw into his coverage. Which,
1: if I can, if I can interject at all, please do, uh, please do, because I haven't spoke yet. uh, Is that sometimes I think uh, you 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 do things on, on purpose though you're scripting. Your, your, your game plan to probe the defense. Uh, so you figure out what they're doing as a defensive scheme. And I think that the Bills do that a lot, but they take too long to make the adjustment to exploit the weakness of that defense. So I, t- and I agree with that. So it takes all the way to the other half. And that's the second powerful. half,
2: exactly. The second half of that game is when our offense started opening up. That was because they played a lot more conservative defense.
1: Well, because you probed though, so you run plays on purpose. So sometimes, so a lot of times, people think that a unsuccessful drive means nothing, like a three and out.
2: A three and out is really just a trial and error to see what they're doing. It means nothing,
1: right? But it's exactly exactly that. So so now that's why they all go looking at the iPads or those Microsoft Micro, Microsoft Surface Surface pros. pros, and they look and they see what that defense is doing. They analyze why that drive didn't and that
2: that was my next point too is in that first in the first half i noticed that i think it was like the end of the first quarter beginning of the second quarter i noticed that sean mcdermott was talking to leslie frazier and i think it was ken dorsey Mm -hmm. i I believe they were all huddled up and mcdermott was holding his piece of paper pointing at it and was circling something which i'm assuming was something that he saw was like hey Let's get away from these defensive play calls and let's start doing more of this. And, and, and it started to pay off more in the second half because you know, he knew that they were going to do that.
1: Sometimes I don't think Sean gets enough credit. Uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to run everything at such a high level. It, you know, I agree. you're really relying on a lot of other people. I agree. And sometimes I feel like when Sean does take over, changes start happening. You know, like the like good changes. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I agree with that. I think sometimes he's too conservative. That's a whole different thing. So I
2: think this year he's more conservative because of the fact that we haven't been able to convert on a lot of big plays as compared to last year. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yep. like, obviously the Tennessee game where we lost on a fourth and one or a fourth and two when Josh slipped.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. And I, mean, I, think, well, and I
2: honestly, I think that was, a, that was a killer play as far as his confidence it, in the offense it's to go out to do that. I
1: still think yeah, he has confidence in his players. He shows it.
2: Well, he does. Multiple obviously. Times. He doesn't He does more now, I think, than he did... Say four weeks ago. Yeah,
1: he likes the team that he has, and he knows the players around him, and 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 so so I think that overall, uh, they they trust in him trusting them. But uh, we got to move past this. Real yeah, quick. I I agree, and uh, continue your analysis.
2: But um, so obviously, I'm gonna uh, that's that's wrapping up the first half of that game is Todd Bowles' defense was just was feasting on us because we were playing right into that. So, um, second half, I noticed that, obviously, Tampa Bay's defense started to play probably 10 times more conservative, more too high uh, safety defense, and cover three, cover four, cover two, trying to open up or trying to prevent the big play from happening.
1: With Josh Allen, though, you almost have to worry about that always. And uh, teams are catching on to that. They're catching on real quick that no matter what time of the game or when in the game, Josh could hit you. For a gouging play for a touchdown it, like, one one i'm talking one one play one drive one play seventy five yard touchdown <laughs> like pitch him
0: it's not just the fact that he has the big arm and he has the talent to throw it it's the fact that he can run with it
2: well that's just it though too and that's and that's what the the emphasis of the second half was is there was a lot more design runs for Josh Allen, which if this if anything in in this in this season has showed us anything this game against Tampa Bay showed that Josh Allen is our franchise quarterback of course I know I I, I know we've already known that but the fact that he had 300 plus passing yards three passing or three touchdowns total uh, in 100 plus rushing yards I don't know what more you need I really don't
0: dude I mean the one thing I will say about that is I understand Josh has weapons both in his arms and his legs but you know what like he did come down with a minor injury this week. And I under, I, he'll like, be fine. I understand. Yeah, I know he'll be fine, and I know he'll be back very quickly. But...
2: That, dude, that injury in that game didn't even seem to affect him. Obviously, you've seen that he was grimacing in pain on the field, but he still ran the ball, and it didn't even look like he was hurting.
0: Brett, the only point that I wanted to make there was is that, is that like, with the amount of design runs that we have for Josh, which don't get me wrong, I 100% agree with because I'm behind it. Josh has weapons in his arms and legs. He needs to throw and run the ball. But there's a lot of Bill's Mafia out there that believe we shouldn't be running with Jaws as often. And I get that because he did come down with a minor injury. And now I get it, it's just minor, thank God. But so, they're, so, they're worried. So,
1: some of those runs though, uh, to be clear, were not designed.
0: No, I know I yes, and I think the play that uh, he got hurt on wasn't designed either. But, I think he was scrambling. So
1: I don't want to take anything from his game though. So so if I'm if I'm being completely honest with you, Play to your strengths, and you know what it is. Is I don't want to. I I hate when they do a design run. The reason why I don't want a design run is I don't think they're as effective. What I what I want That's him true. to do is run when he feels necessary to run, and 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 when he does. He's so effective. You saw that touchdown that he ran. Right. Oh yeah. No, that don't get me was wrong. not. I... That was not a design run. No, it
0: wasn't. But you know what? I'm happy because I have my fantasy it, team. It, so
1: what I'm trying to say though is that when he sees the defensive end over pursue, especially on the right, right side, it, he's pass rushing. Especially on the right side, mm-hmm. he can either roll out, and he's very good rolling out to the right.
2: That's that's his strength.
1: That's his strength. Rolling what? out to the right, Even, oh yeah, I, am no, not, no, he's always. What I I'm always saying really is, he's actually pretty solid rolling out either side, but I prefer him rolling out to the right, and and when he does, sometimes sh- sh- stuff. I almost said shit, <laughs> but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> breaks open and and, and and he finds a guy. Why look at the Chiefs game, like Dawson Knox when, sw- when he scrambled scramble to, to the right and he throws it over Sorensen. Perfect touchdown. Yep. Right. So what I'm saying is, and, and there's times where he makes throws. Money. He makes throws like that on the run to the right. That just no, not a lot of quarterbacks to make. Um. Anyway, we're we're gonna take this mic away from you, Addison. So, <laughs> so the point I'm making is that he can roll to the right. I'm gonna wait for Mike to finish, chat. And, but he's really good. He showed it at the Washington game because he talked to the defensive end there. That was real good. Chase, uh, Chase Young. Chase Young. Yep. And he said, As soon as I saw you go past me or over pursue, roll out to the right. He'll he's so good at seeing that in his peripheral that he will roll out at that point. And then all I all I wish that he did better when he does that is if it ain't there, go. Go. Yeah. Stop hesitating. I agree. Go. Yep. Just go. And, and he's just he, because he he's so fast he's so fast he's got the legs to do it he's so fast he's actually he's faster than he looks
2: for a guy of his stature he should not be as athletic he's as he so is fast. and he is I, just I, absolutely a monster with his legs you
1: guarantee that there's defensive there's DBs there's probably DBs and linebackers that think that he has no business being as fast as he is and and he can get so what I'm saying is like I'm just thinking I'm thinking to myself like if you got green pastures in front dude man go Go get the first down, and let's let's keep this drive alive.
0: Right? Yeah. No, you, Mike. I hundred percent agree with you. And what's funny about that too is like, when he's able to do that, it like slaps the defenders upside the head, just like that.
2: <laughs> all right, but um, let me let me just uh, hit these missed opportunities real quick, and, Go then, ahead, we'll, Chet, and then we'll wrap up you, the, the consensus on this. So, the opening drive for Buffalo, um. Josh's very first throw of the game to Devin Singletary. Um, Dean was playing a, they were playing what they call a cover one man and the high safety was playing dead center of the field. The middle linebacker, Devin white was playing in the middle of the field to try and prevent crossing routes and the outside um, corners were playing a man. However, Dean missed his assignment and decided to jump the route on Singletary that left Emmanuel Sanders wide open down the field. And I don't know if Josh missed him or if it was just a play designed to throw to Singletary, which it could have been either or, but um, Emmanuel Sanders had nobody in front of him, and he would have been gone if Josh would have hit him with the ball.
1: So I I, I agree with that, but you also have to understand, Chet, that how fast this these things develop. And so so here's what I'm trying to explain maybe where you see jo- what Josh sees. Okay, So if you're Josh and you get the snap and you drop back, right, he probably didn't make the drop on Singletary until Josh was already in a throwing motion. And so once you're in a throwing motion, unless you're pump faking, you're committed. So so that corner probably made a fantastic read and realized, okay, I no longer need to cover Emmanuel Sanders because this ball is going to Singletary.
2: Right, and, and I agree with that, which is why I'm labeling it as a missed opportunity.
1: For sure. But okay. sometimes, if, so if uh, maybe if he does a little more pump fakes or or fakes, if, them yeah, if of you could have got him to
2: white, if you could have got even the even the safety that was up high on a pump fake, if you would have just made that, it sold the fake a little bit. You could have had that guy drop and then drop a dime over the top. And, and Manuel Sanders is gone.
1: And it's not easy to get them to commit no. like that, though.
0: Right, and 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 Mike, you've you've actually made this comment on previous episodes, but Trey White does he plays sim he plays a lot of the same stuff that you're talking about like he'll read the quarterback while he's covering his guy and if he sees that if he leaves his guy and goes and covers another guy to prevent a 20-yard play versus a five-yard play he's gonna leave his guy to go do that
2: exactly guys but um the only other two missed opportunities that i noticed there may be more that I may have missed, but from what I gathered as the missed interception by Micah Hyde that Tremaine Edmonds tipped at the at the line of scrimmage, which he... Tremaine Edmonds did miss some plays in that game, but he also, also read a lot of plays, but there was obviously the overtime that he couldn't... He read the play, but it was too late for him to even try and react.
0: Yeah, but dude, I mean, like, I know a lot of Bill's Mafia is out there like, yo, we need to get rid of Tremaine Edmonds. We need... He just blew the game for us. And I, I get why you're upset because... That play, like, that was the guy he was covering, and he missed it. But, dude, that's Rashad Perryman. That dude is late. That lightning. actually was
2: not his assignment in that game, on that play.
0: Well, you did do the analysis, Chad, so I that was you. That was
2: not his assignment. Even Leslie Frazier said that that was not his assignment. Okay, well, I, like again, he, I trust you. He read you, the route. He just was a little late to jump on it because he saw it developing right in front of him, and then that was just, that was it. But, anyways.
0: So, what you could say, then, is that Tremaine Edmonds left his assignment to pick up the guy that he knew was wide open to make a play on it, but it couldn't.
2: Exactly. But um, the so, other the other missed opportunity I noticed was Dane Jackson dropping that underthrown ball to Robert Gronkowski at the goal line.
0: Yeah, I know. Which, but that was not an easy catch either. No. Well, well, that brings me
2: to my next point. I have no questions with Dane Jackson. He played a phenomenal game, I think, against Tampa Bay.
1: I agree. He's a real deal. I, yeah, you know what? He's a real deal. Uh, he made some plays that, like, uh, what I was impressed with was he, he may have, I think he had a pass interference called on him, right? He did, but, yeah.
2: He did, but, like, the I noticed that after the game, because they called him because his left arm was hooked on Gronkowski. Right. And after that, the next throw that Tom threw to Gronkowski, it was a similar route. It was a similar throw. Got his head he around. Pulled, he pulled his arm off,
1: he and got he got his head around. around and, and it was not called, around. and he got his hand S- on the ball. Like, so, what exactly, like, this is what I'm saying. Like So he learns fast. This guy can hang.
0: He can hang. And you know what else i say about that, Mike, is, like, Dane Jackson is a young guy. Like, what is it? His second year now.
2: This is his second year. Correct.
0: Yeah. So, and he's a backup. Like, he's he's. We're trying to replace Tre'Davious White, which is damn near impossible. You probably to do.
2: should reword that because there is no replacing Tre'Davious White. Okay, I think, right, I think right, if anything, he's, he's trying. He's, he's trying
0: shadowing. to. I won't say shadowing. He's trying to fill in for Tre'Davious White.
2: Quite honestly, I think that they are grooming him to be the number the CB two. To, to eventually replace levi wallace perhaps in my, in my opinion
0: perhaps but the one thing that that's mike and i have that's talked about that's not easy about. to do no it's not and, no, and mike no. and i have talked about this off air but but we we have talked about the fact that like yeah levi wallace isn't the greatest cb2 but he's hard to replace for a reason like he has skill
1: they've tried getting rid of him multiple times right and like he knows he knows he's not like wanted like, I mean I, maybe he's wanted, but it's not that he's but, not wanted but like, you, just, know the, you know what I'm saying, like they know he knows they've been trying to upgrade for a while.
0: Right, and they and he knows he's not Tredavious White, he knows he doesn't have that skill level.
1: But he's also elevated his game since the last time we've talked about this.
0: Because he wants to play. He and, want, he and not only does he want to play, he wants to be on this team.
1: Right. And and I think he's proven himself. I think there's times where he makes plays that I'm like that was really good coverage,
2: and, and that's that's where I'm going with it. I honestly, I think Dane Jackson is going to obviously make this roster for years to come, and quite honestly, I could see an extension coming his way. in In my personal opinion, I feel like um, at some point they are going to, you know, move on from Levi Wallace. Don't get me wrong; Levi Wallace is a great scheme fit for our defense. But
1: the, the way Dane Jackson's playing, I, I, I that's I'll, I'm okay with. If trust, if if he can prove this for the next couple games, you know, and really show his worth, especially in the playoffs, because I mean, it's Trey the defensive depth. It's the def-
2: it's the defensive depth that they've created that they have skill in the
1: positions needed. In my opinion, you almost don't get rid of Wallace though. You, I, I agree with you, that to an keep extent. Keep him somehow. You know.
0: No, I I agree too, Mike. Like I I think we need to keep Levi Wallace at least for the for the next year or two because. You're right. He's a hard guy to replace. Like he's not amazing. He's not Trey White. But he's also better than than anybody that we've tried to replace Levi with. Like he 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 balls out as hard as he can and and especially with playing on the opposite side of Trey White. Like Levi Wallace is a guy who ha- he has gotten the experience with the repetitions because of the fact that teams know if you throw Trey White side you're not going to have as much success as you would as if you might throw Levi Wallace aside.
2: Yeah, and he's he's durable on that side of the field. I I would agree with that. He's definitely proven himself to a degree that he belongs on this roster right now.
0: Right, and and you know, like I know a lot of a lot of people in Bills Mafia are like, "Hey, maybe we should get rid of Levi Wallace." Well, the the fact of the matter is, is like the Bills have tried, but. Mike, you and I have talked about this. Like, it's not—he's not easy to replace. No,
1: and you know, it's, I just don't think that he's one of those those guys you just get rid of, uh, especially what he with what he's been able to do for so long. Honestly, I mean, they tried getting EJ Gaines, who had a good year in the beginning uh, in the system, and then all of a sudden just kind of gets injury prone for a while. And uh, right, he, th- this guy has progressed. Uh, from from when he started, EJ, I mean Levi uh, Wallace, from when we first got him to now, there's times where he'll make a play and he'll knock that ball right out of there. Oh and, yeah, and it's like and it's like perfect coverage, like no pass interference, like comes up, hand on the back of the receiver, the other hand on the ball, bam, out, done, like no, and then walks around doing the the no go the no go symbol you know like the the, yeah, the you no patch celebrate with the pass. So, yeah it, 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 but and no flag
0: right which is important
1: Wait, well that
2: brings me to my next point that overtime where mike evans hugged him pulled him in and draws a penalty on a ball that was completely uncatchable and Dude. a call goes the wrong way
0: i know man it was hard. it was so- when so Stefan Diggs see.
2: gets tackled in the end zone and no flag when there's four referees watching them. which
0: one just said there was a couple times that game where Stefan Diggs had his jersey like he's, been held. That he's getting held. He's getting held, right? Know, like, and I
2: agree with that. Which I'm glad that. Thousand dollars to the Visual Impairment Association in honor of the NFL referees I because
0: oh, it was so good.
2: As petty as it may sound to the rest of the league, at least we're doing something, you know, positive about it. <laughs>
0: I wonder what the what the referee association feels about that. These fans really hate us, don't but, they? <laughs> honestly,
2: I think it comes down to the markets. Buffalo being a small market team, which eh, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't, in my no, opinion. Uh, it's
0: it's no offense to to the city of
1: Buffalo, but it, it is a
0: smaller city compared to a lot of other NFL teams out there.
1: I also think that Tom Brady is a, a big part of it, and I I'm not I have no concern. I don't have no conspiracy theory going on. I just mean that that the the league itself sometimes is on his side, and that I, and and I, what I mean by that though is like that they just they support him so much that. Sometimes it gets a little blinded.
2: Yeah, but we, I mean, we can't deny the man's success though either. No, no, no. I, mean, I'm not, I, I know I, what you're I, saying. And I'm not shitting
1: on his his success. I no. think I think he has r- amazing success because of the type of player and the type of he's got a profound has, resume. And, and, and his and his and his drive to be the best, and and, and his motivation of and his expectations of the players around him. I, I, there's nothing. I'm not dogging Brady by any means. What I'm saying. Is that the refs? tend to cater to him. And it, I and, I don't, feel that and right. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that it just seems like he has so much pull. If he complains, he'll get the flag.
0: Well, the one thing I will say about Brady is he's, what, 45? 40, 44. 44, 44. 44. years old. He's been in the league for 20-plus years. Like, he, and he, there's a reason why he's the GOAT.
2: He like, knows the game.
0: He knows the game very well. He knows, and not only that, not only does he know, like, the game but he he throws the ball very well so if he sees coverage that looks like it could be controversial he's gonna throw it a certain way to try to pull that flag
2: he finds well he also finds a soft spot too even even when there's no penalty to be gained on Over, he's gonna find your your soft spot and he's gonna hit it
0: i understand that Chet, but what i'm getting at here is the fact that like if brady sees gronk with dane jackson's arm around him he's gonna throw it his way because he, he has a very good feeling that that's gonna be a flag
1: Well, not only that, though, he always has protection. He does, If if you ever notice. Every team he's
0: been on, he's had protection.
1: I mean, I think there was one time when he was in the Patriots where he had a very bad offensive line. But other than that, he, for the most part, always has fantastic blocking. And that's because the, the team he's on understands the importance of keeping him clean in the pocket and allowing him to make the decisions and read the defense. And that's something that, if you have a franchise quarterback, you should really be thinking about. And so I think the Bills, no matter what happens this season, they need to start looking at the offensive line. Interior
2: offensive line is atrocious. Interior offensive
1: line, running back. And really get that corrected. And the, and the other thing about Josh that... Josh should not be running for his life.
2: And the other thing about that, too, is, is Tom's release time in the pocket. Two seconds. On, average it's of it's two average seconds. of two
1: seconds. That's insane.
2: Which is what the Buffalo's mm-hmm. offense did in the second half of that game, too, is they started getting the ball out That's
1: right. how it always should be. And so... I, th- I, I meant to I meant to mention this earlier. Uh, Tom is an expert in take what the defense gives you. Yeah, he is. And that... That says something. And he's the goat. Why? Because he always takes what the defense gives him. He sees it. He sees it. And he allows his receiver to get run after the catch. And he throws it in a very good spot. And and you know what? He reads it and he's like, Okay, well, there's no big play to be made here. Check down. Check down.
2: Alright, rack. Rack yards when R- yard. you get a first down.
1: Bam. This guy this guy is wide open. Here we go. It may be four yards, but it's going to turn into eight real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and
2: the other thing is, is too, is that people have referred to Tom Brady throughout his entire career as a system quarterback, and I have to disagree with that just based well, on his success. Well, now you have
1: to because he left the system that he was perfected in right. and, then, and then went to a whole other team. And I don't know if the offense is exactly the same, but you know what? I'm sure he took a lot of the success that he had in New England and applied it to the Tampa Bay offense. All- I'm sure he had a lot of say. And how this whole offense is ran?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Like, and here's the thing: I'll I'll add to that, Mike. Like, there is NFL coaches that are younger than Tom Brady. Matt Lafleur is an, is a prime example. Right. Sean McVay is right. another example. So I
1: think Bruce Aarons trusts him a lot more than most quarterbacks. He does.
0: He is still playing the game at an age older than other NFL coaches, and he understands exactly what needs to happen in order for his team to. So- in a way, and you, yeah. And you, and you have to
1: you have to look at it that it's way. It's another
0: coach with talent.
1: The fact that the zip has never came off his ball, this is I I, I want him tested for alien blood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you did you guys hear what Bruce Arian said after the game though? No, what he much said. the bills so for how much the bills were running them with Josh Allen? He goes, I wouldn't have done that shit.
1: Well, no. Well, why would you? You got Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady and Josh Allen are two
0: different people. Right. Well, yeah.
1: They're talking about Brady running, and he's like, Well, yeah. It's enough of that shit. <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, honestly, if I was Brady, I'd be proud of both those runs. Yo,
0: I saw a TikTok video actually what? of Brady where he was like, <laughs> so uh, apparently some commentators on NFL Network were like, Brady can't run, and then Brady's like, really? And then. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah and it was he the said it clip of it's a Romo. Running, had, Romo, yeah, it, Romo. Yeah, it, yeah, it was Romo. It was Romo, yeah, you're right. He's not. F- they, like showed the clip of him running for 13, 14 yards or whatever, and he's like, I think it's enough said, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he funny. wants him to it's update like, his right, speed right. rating in Madden. All right. It's a good play. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I, like, I like Tampa Tom. I like Tampa Tom way more than, 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 than uh, New England Tom.
0: Well, yeah, he's not in our division.
1: But, no, I'm just saying. But he does seem
0: to have a lot more fun with the
1: game. He's <laughs> so too. much more fun and funny. He, uh, he is
0: a lot. Especially when he got drunk after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah well,
1: not <laughs> just that, though. But like, that, that was funny. He goes... He's like, really? And then shows the clip. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he even juked one of our guys the one time. And like, I was like, I'm like, all of a sudden Tom Brady's Mike Vick. Like, what just happened?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would call him Mike Vick, but
1: I'm just saying, like, I was like, what just happened? I know. I I'm know. Like, it was awesome. I, and like the way I thought to myself was like, the defender on the Bills has to be thinking, I just let Tom Brady juke me <laughs> yeah. all
0: right, but let's let's wrap this up real quick all right? I got
1: juked by a forty four year old man
0: and <laughs> <Hey, laughs> like in a rehab chat let's wrap this up let's, let's wrap up I've, I've actually watched my
1: dad juke people on a kick return and I thought that was funny because he was like he, at the time he was like fifty five and they were like twenty. <laughs> And he like, so
0: Mike, are you saying that Tom Brady could play until he's fifty-five?
1: You stop there, Juju, right now. No, but my dad goes. My dad goes. Those are all the moves I had, and I was saving it for today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but speaking of speaking of wrapping stuff, right? Wrapping stuff up. Let's let's mm. talk about. I 50%. mean, we're today is December. Today's what?
1: No. You said rapping and, and oh, like, you know
0: what? I like it's that segue. That's a cool segue, <laughs> but we'll save that for another segment. Let's talk about I'm rapping
1: presents. <laughs> I take
0: you to the go, candy shop.
1: Go, Shotty! <laughs> it's your birthday. We gonna
0: party? Pod- okay, anyway, it's super, Jesus. <laughs> Guys, yeah. like, let's get into some life topics here. <laughs> Woo! Like, Chet, I know you're terrible at it, but I pride myself in my rapping present ability.
2: That's because you take too much time to do it.
0: To me, it's like a chore.
1: You know, it's because he has too much time to do it.
0: <laughs> facts. These are facts. <laughs> Alright, first off, boys. Before I had all this time because I was going to school.
2: Bro, even when you came home from Europe, your presents were like, who did this for you? And you're like, I did it. And it's like, no, who did this for you? I like, legit, is... I, 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 I take
0: after our mother, Brett. <laughs> like, I take after mom in terms of wrapping presents, and she's phenomenal at it.
2: Speaking of rapping, Brett and Chet rhyme, just
1: saying. But I'm convinced he just has a little person in his basement that just wraps presents for him.
0: You guys are both literally in my basement. Find the little person in here.
1: Well, he's little, so he can hide very well.
0: (laughs) Where's your elf on the shelf?
1: He's not on the shelf, he's in the dryer.
2: (laughs)
0: He's in the dryer.
2: Uh, did you
1: check yeah. the lint trap?
0: Brett Reagan got after him, so I had to throw him in the dryer real quick. This
1: <laughs> reason why I'm like, let's go over there. He like, he just won't.
0: Hey, right. no one's stopping you, all right? Like, yeah, that's, that's what he cool. says on the air. Don't go in my dryer. <laughs> okay. We don't want to go in your dryer. Just don't, just don't touch the lint trap.
2: So I'm one of those people that has the ability to do a lot of mechanical things, but wrapping presents is just one of those things I don't really. Which
0: is a mechanical skill, by the way.
2: Not wrapping presents.
0: You literally do nothing but work with your hands.
2: And I somehow struggle with wrapping presents.
0: Let me teach you.
2: I, no. You know why? Let me, let me put it this way. When you get your gift from me, even though it looks like somebody who should not be wrapping presents. hey, yeah, it looks like it. your
0: daughter wrapped it.
2: Exactly. Do you know what it is? Yes. No, you don't.
0: I knew what it was last year.
2: Last year and this year are two different things.
0: Okay, chat. I I'm with you.
1: Yeah, bag that shit.
0: See, bag, some, <laughs> sometimes bagging a Christmas present isn't a bad idea. No, it's not. Like, if you get a gift card well, it's or like a card birthday card, You know what I mean?
1: Like, So when you get a birthday present and you put it in a bag and then you just put all that tissue paper on the top. That's kind of how I... Yo, I'm not
0: going to lie. Like, sometimes getting a bag is nice because you don't have to unwrap anything. You literally just got to pull the tissue paper out and bam, there's and your just, gift.
1: And then, right, but, but not only that, though, it's like... It's like there's
2: no skill is, involved. Usually there's multiple gifts in that bag. There's that, too, but there's no skill involved
0: with bagging a gift. It's
2: kind of how we bag on you. No skill. <laughs> sometimes
1: I feel like I like to call it a skill.
0: First off, Chet, <laughs> there's a lot of Nobody skill. Let me call it a roast. There's a lot of skill involved in roasting me. All right. Right. Because even sad. though my life is really messed up in a lot of ways.
1: It's awesome.
0: Which is awesome. <laughs> no, my life it, is awesome. <laughs> especially because it feeds Mike's comedy skits. Sometimes, like, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> <It's
1: best laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyways, my point is...
1: You can't eat cheese.
0: You can't eat... Yeah. Hey, thank you, Jim Jeffries. You can't <laughs> eat cheese. But, uh... No, like... Wrapping presents is... An interesting, it, it is definitely a talent, okay. Like, and some people have it, some people don't. But if you don't, like, i a, actually Chet—I think it was you who brought this up so, off the air. But there was a time when uh, one of your coworkers, Neil, wrapped a present for his son that was literally entirely in duct tape. In duct tape.
2: That wasn't Neil. That was that was Dave. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Neil like, yeah, so, Neil doesn't have kids.
1: But I've I've really thought about it. Like, uh, I'll Whatever sus- semantics. All side. aside. All jokes aside, I, I think to myself that maybe uh asking somebody that is oh, good at that was Dave. Somebody is that is good at it, maybe like invest in them. Like maybe just you know, quick quick twenty dollars, please wrap all my gifts.
0: Listen, when I was in Germany all right, That
1: could be a good company. We had a gift wrap. They wrapped your service. gifts for you.
0: No, a lot of people do that though, Mike.
1: Like a gift wrapping company.
0: There are, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do that.
1: I don't want to be a part of it because I suck at it. I'm not people. saying you got to be a part
0: of it. I'm just saying you could hire people to do it, but you're gonna pay. The, you know. Well, I'm just saying, like when I was in the Germany, necessities. Germany,
1: yeah, true. And see. just collect on the on the benefit, you know.
0: But when I was in Germany, we had a gift wrapping fundraiser, and like I was one of like three well, males like, to job. participate, Thanks. and it was. I'm not going to lie, it was kind of cool, because it was like, yeah, these people would buy stuff from the PX, and they would come out, and we'd be like, hey, you want this gift wrap for Christmas? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, and they'd you know donate 10, 15 bucks or whatever, and we'd gift wrap it, and they'd be on their way. That was a legend.
2: You were a legend?
0: I was a legend. That was
2: probably the first and only time you'll ever be a legend.
0: Just let me have it, Chet, (laughs) okay? Like, Um... There's not many things we've been good at in life, but that's one
1: of them. (laughs) That's the first and only time you're a legend.
2: As the old Billy Currington says, you're pretty good at drinking beer.
1: He is. That's where he is. I'm pretty
2: good at rapping (laughs) (laughs) gifts.
1: Wasn't going for digging deep holes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm also pretty good at drinking beer, though. Pretty
1: good at drinking beer. Hence
0: the title of the show. Right. Two drinking dads and one drunk. By the way, that's me. I need a beer.
1: Uh, same. Yeah, same. same no, podcast. intervention is
0: going to. We're going to wait on
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast intervention. You can keep talking with us, but please.
2: Stop drinking beer.
1: Please stop rapping presents.
2: Oh. Oh, we're on two different <laughs> things here. <laughs> yeah, please stop rapping. <laughs>
0: I will rap whatever I want, Chet.
2: I won't stop you. You're good at it, and <sighs> you deserve every credit you get for that because. I am not good at it, and that's fine. But if you don't know what's underneath the wrapping paper, that's all that matters.
0: You know, you actually have a solid point there. You're right, because there's been a couple of gifts that I've gotten from you in the past that I, even though the wrapping paper looked like your daughter did it, pre-daughter, it still was something that I had no idea was coming.
1: Right. And uh,
0: Well, the way I
2: look at it, too, is it's paper. It's going to get torn up anyway, you know? When you tear into it, it, why does it matter what what the presentation looks like?
1: Um, but like speaking of speaking of speaking of rapping, um, look at uh, look at anyone in their prime. Like us right now. Like us, <laughs> If you could go back in time.
0: If I could turn back time. If I could find a way
1: yeah uh so <laughs> if you had a time machine oh man, if you had a time machine,
0: oh my god dude, if I had a time machine or just a ton of stuff I would do differently
1: right and and so that's where we're at right now like if you had a time machine, what man and you only had one opportunity, though. It's not, it's not like you have... Wait, one shot. One opportunity. Right. Change everything anyway.
2: you ever wanted. We're, we were on to 50 cent. Not nah, 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 right. Aminam, buddy.
1: Uh, if, and, and so I know everyone's... Did you capture
0: there, it? Or would you let it slip? I know everyone's sitting there eating mom's spaghetti. <laughs> 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 trying, to,
1: trying, to, trying to think about this. But I'm telling you. You got one shot to go back. <sighs> Time machine... What is it, man? Like, How far are you going back? Oh, that is...
0: Oh, man, Mike, that's a great question. How
1: far are you going to go back? Because...
0: Think think about this. You know what? Before you you answer. Before
1: you answer. Before you answer. All right. If you go back to a certain time and you make a subtle change to just one moment... Oh, I already know the moment. Just so you know, though, that changes almost everything... As to where you are now.
0: That's fine. <laughs> okay, somebody
1: doesn't like their life that much.
0: <laughs> I mean...
2: I mean, he already <laughs> had an answer for you before you even said don't answer. So, quite frankly, we already know... Where the-
0: agree with me on this. I would go back before you I got married... You bought that pack at the fill. No, I buy that every weekend. It's fine. No, I would go back before I got married and tell myself, Bro, this is me from the future. Don't do it.
2: That's weird. It's almost like we already had that conversation with you.
0: You did. But if I we heard did. it from myself from the future, I mean, come on.
1: Right. Okay, so... Which, by the
0: way, I never got that visit from future me, so that leads me to believe that time travel isn't possible, you know, between now not, and when I well, die. not yet. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a
2: hypothetical question.
1: Who knows? Maybe you're the one. May, wait, hey, may, maybe you're future you. <laughs> And you don't know it yet, so so you're the one that's going to have to go to visit you in the past. You might be future you. Mike, that's some deep shit. I know. I'm just thinking about it. Maybe we're, you're future you. All right, you, you know what? Okay, okay. Next so fun, so you, you haven't fun, been visited fun. by future you because you're future you. Maybe. Speaking of deep shit, we're in a, we're in a time travel paradox. <laughs> like, we've got to figure this shit out. Hang on. Get one. Yeah, we do got to get one. And that's thinking that you're future you. That's, that's what it is. You're future you. And, me. Uh, and and so so here's the thing, man. I, I I read this once. It's 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 actually it's called the grandfather paradox uh for time travel. This shit's funny.
0: Grandfather me or gr- my no, grandfather? No, just grandfather paradox. Oh, okay.
1: So you go back in time, right? You go back in time, right? To try to kill that person. You start, so you try to kill their parents, right?
0: Um, it sounds like Looper all over. No, no, no. So
1: you going back in time, you try to kill the grandfather, so that the, the so the or the or the father, right? No. If you do that, if I do that, you kill you kill the grandfather, so that the kid never exists in the first place. That means that there was no one there that existed to kill the grandfather in the first place. So then it just continues to do a circle.
0: Mike, you're diving way too deep.
1: <laughs> I love, I love this question. Right, and you're like, I'm just gonna kill the dad so the kid doesn't exist. Well, when you do that, especially if it's you and it's like, so you go back in time, you go and kill your grandfather or whatever. I'm just saying that you do that. Well, then that means you didn't exist, and therefore you're there to kill your grandfather, so then your grandfather's gonna be born again, and then they're. So your dad gets born, and then you get born, and then you know, it's all over again. Like Why are we talking about this <laughs> in people? a circle. <laughs> this isn't... We're not...
2: We're not it. I have, I
1: look, I have the answer. I will start this, okay?
0: All right, I, Jeff, If I, say I say could go not. back in time,
2: I think I would probably go to school with my dad.
0: Dad never went to school.
2: Yes, he did. No, no, not not, not college. Oh, okay. Like, I'm talking school. Oh, you know the stories oh, he tells us of all the oh, fun man. things that he did as a kid? I kind of want to just be like... Be a third person standing behind all of his friends just, like, leaning over going, oh, that's what you did. So you told us something (laughs) that wasn't real. Oh, that's
1: bullshit.
0: I don't know if, Brett, with the amount of people that back up Dad's stories, I'm pretty sure he did everything he did. He (laughs) fought a lot of people.
2: No, no, just, just, I want to witness it.
0: I know you I want to witness, witness it.
2: it and actually like see the way he tells the story. He's so good at telling the story that it's funny. He but really like, I want to it. witness it in the first person. and Be like, okay, and see how funny it really is. You know what I mean?
0: I love yeah. that. That's your one, your one moment to go back in time. You choose to see what Dad did. You got father issues. <laughs> if I if I
1: could go back in time, so I, I think it's my turn, right? If um if I could, just before you do that, I do not
2: have daddy issues. <laughs> I, dude, I love our By the way, man. Chet's not a stripper. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm not good there's at There's no daddy issues there. Not he's he's married, me.
0: Mike. He couldn't pass off as a stripper. Uh, yeah,
1: There's a lot of married strippers. No, no, my,
0: my <laughs> point
2: my point to the going back in time and visiting my father and actually witnessing the things that he did just because, like, the stories he tells are so funny sometimes, you know? Like, I want to witness that in the first person and just laugh at it with him in the moment, you know what I mean? Right. Like, did he ever tell you the story about when him and Grandpa were sitting on the swing and they watch that chicken step in a pile of dog poop
0: i think i've heard it like three times but yeah that that shit was funny
1: right
0: but my point is though chet like okay so maybe maybe i was wrong maybe you don't have daddy issues maybe you just you admire our father so much that you just want to be there for his moments of fun maybe that's what it is
2: that that's a good way of putting it yeah just because like he like i said he's good at telling a story and be able to witness the way he's describing it and like just envision it as in like I was there moment. I feel like that would be making the story ten times better. You know, like, if you hear say, you hear, like, you read a good book or something that just grabs you, like, trying to put yourself in the author's shoes and see it first person type thing. Like, I I think that would be kind of what I'm trying to say with that is, you know, just to actually be able to envision it as in, like, I was there, you know, I, I saw it kind of moment. I think that would be you know a a revelation if you will is to like okay i can i could see the humor in that or i can see whatever moment you're trying to uh portray to us as kids
0: if i could turn back time if i could find baby. a way baby.
2: you guys should stop your singing careers right now <laughs> no no, actually, mine's just kicking Never,
1: off. Never, Brett. Mine's just kicking off. But, Dude, uh, I'm, If I could turn that. back time, I would go back to the moment. I would find I a say way. that So that I could continue on with my singing career.
0: Mike, if I could turn back time, I would find a way. I would find a way. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mike, it's your turn. What would you do if you could go back in time one time?
1: I would go back, and I would be a cowboy, baby. I, I, I just like in
0: the 1800s or yeah, like the old West, man. Oh, okay. You want to shoot people, don't you? I
1: just want to carry six shooters and not have a problem with it. You can do that <laughs> now. Just, like yeah, but like think about this. Like look at my face being on like a wanted poster.
0: Oh, so you want to be an outlaw? I sort of like.
1: I want to go into a saloon and be like, they're just giving me beers for free. Because <laughs> this, just... this goes
2: back to the. NFL expansion, the new team being yeah. the outlaws. Yeah, yeah, but
1: no, no, no. That was a snowplow. <laughs> imagine if I was, and then I would invent the snowplow on a horse. <laughs> but like, like, like okay, I cold okay. Winter, cold winners and be like, there's, <laughs> a, there's a cold plow called my name. You're going to put that on like a horse, and like they have the horse drive the plow, and they'd be like, this guy's a genius. So I, I, oh God, I think right? I you think, would be hired... Every about,
0: time and like. Think I'm about going here. back that
1: far and having the knowledge you have now. Oh.
0: I'm okay.
2: <laughs> oh, World War One. You guys wanted to drop mustard gas on us. Well, here, a bomb. Bam. <laughs> We used whoa, whoa, it four whoa.
1: times. Not even to. War They'll be like, they like, America dropped the A bomb in the in the in the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> 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 the textbooks would be really strange. I'm just no. But I when it was like, uh,
0: claim to travel back in time and I uh, he just came up with this invention or <laughs> we have nuked everybody. That's just how it went.
1: Uh, you know what I would do? I would, I would steal Life's uh, I would steal Life's slogan. I'd be Mikey. I'd just be Mikey, and I'd be like, he likes everything. Like mean, Mikey likes it. He likes it. <laughs> Mikey likes it. Mean, Mikey chaos. likes it. <laughs> with a bandana on my face, just riding around I'd be, with a bandana on my face, riding around robbing banks, betting on sports events that <laughs> I, know, right? I already and, know the outcome. And the
0: best part is, is like <laughs> every time we try and catch him, he just disappears. <laughs>
2: this 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 sounds like the plot to Back to the Future. Well yeah, isn't
1: that how all tide travels based on? He's got the sports almanac in his back pocket.
0: Right. All right, but hey, no. For you listeners out there, like we're curious to know what you would do if, like, you had an opportunity I, to travel back in time one time.
1: I would, would you make do? a great cowboy. I don't have to shave. You don't have to shave now. I, yeah, but then I, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, great cowboy. I I just really do. I feel. Would like... you wear the
0: red, like the red, you know, uh, the handkerchief? handkerchief? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, be- I, I bet. I bet you would, buddy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm curious to know what kind of, I, of firearm you would carry.
1: Colt 45, two zigzag. <laughs> yeah, sure. Colt Peacemaker, got Colt Peacemaker, <laughs> two of them. Cause you get the the holster. My horse would be a drunk just like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, hold up now, buddy. I'm I'm the one that's drunk. Here, right. so, so
1: you're gonna have to come back in time with me, brother, and be my horse. <laughs> or I'll this just come back time with you
0: and I'll drink. You. This is my steed, Addison. <laughs> This is my steed's. Yeah. He's
2: drinking from the water hole. No, that's the vodka hole.
1: Like I'm a stallion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the talking horse. Just, <laughs> yeah, the horse. The horse. Like, I
0: walk into the bar with you, and the bartender be like, hey, no, whoa, 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 hold up. You got to put the horse out with the horse shop but he won't drink water.
1: And you start talking.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just be like, that's what I'm saying.
1: Time travel. Me, you, talking horse. <laughs> All the damage we could do.
0: You know what? The possibilities
1: are endless with that. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring we'll bring Ch- Chet will be a preacher.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> I don't like this idea. Why <laughs> I'd be I would be deviating from the good book and quite frankly, I don't know if I could live with myself after a while.
1: <laughs> preacher, you're
2: letting letting him go. Cox the lever.
0: No, because so so get the DeLorean. we're going back. I'm gonna cock this lever, I'm gonna fire. And then the preacher him would be like, I'm gonna miss on purpose though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll make sure that they get on the right path. <laughs> and then I'm going to invent glasses. I'm farsighted.
0: <laughs> so, the, oh, okay, man. all right. I've 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 dropped a few bombs here, but this is definitely going to be an explicit episode. <laughs> not the that the previous ones weren't cuz they are, but this No, is it's, what fine, it is. it's fine.
1: It's fine. It's fine. Right? Oh, I like it.
0: I yeah, oh, dude, that was great. <laughs> the old West would be fun with you two. I think it
1: yeah. would. Yeah, that's why That's why I, I want to go back there.
0: You know where else we should go?
1: I just want to also kick the swinging doors. I just want to like go in Oh, the- yeah. be like, this is a stick-up. <laughs> well, oh, hi. Right. Well, <laughs> no, it would no. Be like 50. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought it was going to be so expensive. <laughs> if you guys were smart, you wouldn't make me be a preacher. I'd be
2: a saloon owner.
0: <laughs> no.
2: No, I- no preacher. Chet's a preacher.
0: No, 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 no. Hang on, no, I'm I'm on the side. What's idea. that? Oh yeah, the horse
2: can come in here, it's fine. No,
0: no, Chet, you wouldn't be a saloon owner, you'd be a brothel owner with a saloon underneath it.
1: And a preacher. And a preacher. I'm and a preacher. <laughs> Talk about owning the town. Oh man. <laughs> Talk about owning the town. That's what... Alright. And he's also the mayor.
0: Mom and Dad, if you ever listen to <laughs> <laughs> a funny joke. Luke. This is not to be taken <laughs> literally. Yeah, I can see that. I can actually see yeah. that. Yeah, and then we showed the townies. just like, whatever, do what you want to do.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know. I like the Trinity joke in there, but like, I, I feel like at that point, if I'm going to the mayor, it's gone too far. It's
1: Quadrinity. It's, it's Quadrinity. <laughs> How do you have so many jobs, Chad? I just keep up with all of <laughs> what? <they're> Talking about <laughs> you guys are out. Well,
2: Addison's the alcoholic horse, and I'm just a workaholic. I mean, we're, we're addicts of all different kinds here.
0: I know,
1: I know, but I'm just. I'm thinking... I might
0: be the alcoholic horse, but I can transform.
1: Right, because it's time travel. Now you're an anamorph Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this turn into like a? You damn right I am. Why does this turn into like a really bad comic? Like, <laughs> like, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, right. We're Anim- underneath the piles of the Walking Dead series. <laughs> like, uh, like beast. Like, what was, that, what was that? Was that? Was a Beast Wars or something? Beast that, where, Wars. Yeah. Where they would transform from like other animals to being transformers. Well, there was place. a book
2: series as, that I used to read as a kid that was called Animorphs, where they transformed. Yes, into that's Animorphs. what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. An Animorph. I used to read those all the time. They were pretty good. <laughs> you read
1: back then not now it's past tense if you could time it's early, past tense go back just like wait. my
2: priesthood is in, in a <laughs> west town and mayorhood and all that stuff it's past tense
0: <laughs> oh so in your past life you, you read animals
1: <laughs> as a preacher and mayor as a, and town owner <laughs> as, a, as a whole in past tense i read oh my god i love this segment
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it's right? just had a wonderful turn to words you know
1: what? Why is Chet so
2: successful?
0: Cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he leaves himself all this money, right? And then he he just knows, like in 2021, he's gonna go dig it up in somewhere in Missouri. Right. Yeah. Just bury it in Missouri. Ex- excuse me. In Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. And then uh and then he goes there
1: and he digs it up and he's like <laughs> they're like they're like average Joe Chet and it <laughs> says and, and it signs million dollars in his backyard
0: it, and it <laughs> says straight up on the sticky note that he brought back with him that says for Chet.
1: Yeah, and they're like they're like nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars of it were not legible. It's not in currency.
0: <laughs> yeah, Thomas Jefferson was
2: not the master of the Louisiana Purchase. It was me.
0: <laughs> I mean, you definitely gave him the idea,
2: right? Well, think about think about. This. I so, paid him according to
1: you guys with all that money. Well, think think. Uh, so here's the thing. Yeah, I'm he off.
0: just didn't want his name like on everything, so he gave it to Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. So, so here's Thomas. about
1: here's the thing about time travel, though. Okay, so so, uh, just to kind of like elaborate. On everything that we were talking about, so this is my question though too. So, based on the last Avengers movie, Endgame, or whatever. Uh, oh, we're going deep. It blows your mind, and the reason why yeah, it blows your mind.
0: Movie.
1: It blows your mind though because.
0: Watch yeah, the chat. What the heck?
2: I'm not a big Marvel fan. You don't Do
1: you have need- to. You don't have to be to understand what I'm about to talk about.
0: You are Thanos right now. You. That's just what you are. But in like a non, like super awesome way.
1: <laughs> what, I, what I mean by that <clears throat> is like, like that the confusing part is like, and what nobody's ever thought about is where like just because you go in the past and you change the past, it doesn't change your future. It just means that when you go in the past and you change the past, that that is now your new future. Which has I mean, nothing to do with the time that you are in now,
0: potentially, yeah
1: that's that's just your new present,
0: but the thing is though, Mike, is we don't know it, like if we were to go back to the 1800s and play cowboys, like we very much want to, and it would be super fun, it really would, but we, maybe we'd be in the history books, but it, it may be, but we don't know how that would change our future, we just don't. But maybe what
1: the, I think the point maybe you invent that, the iPod back then, then and next thing but, you know,
0: we're we're talking on like little holographic images on our hands. I don't know.
1: Though is that does no longer like just because you go back in time doesn't change who you are. Okay, yeah. So so yeah, the point right, that they're trying right. to make in the Avengers is that just because you go back doesn't mean it, th- that's your new future. If you stay there, if you stay there. It is no longer the past. That's your future. You know what one of my favorite so, 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 movies is? So you... Go ahead.
0: Hot to the time machine.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably one and First two. First off,
0: <laughs> it's a good movie.
1: Probably one and two.
0: <laughs> and second, like... it. Just, you bring up a good point, though, because, like... Maybe it doesn't change who you are, but it definitely changes your surroundings. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, for example, Lou stayed back in the past in that movie. Right, and but, it didn't change who he was, but it definitely changed his surroundings. Like and it became... changes, the,
1: but that also becomes your new future. So you no longer have the same future that you had.
0: True. That's so, true.
1: so this, that's your present now. And so it gets, it gets a little murky,
0: dude. I'm gonna get on Google tonight and and look this up.
1: Time travel. Uh, well, I'm glad it's not a thing. At this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, and
0: and and you're right. Like at the end of the day. It's probably best that we don't have time travel because how many people would go back in time and just try and change things oh, in their know. past? And, just, and, then, and, and how like, would that affect our, everyone's future? Right? You know what I mean? Like we don't Well, know. the thing is, is, if
1: you have the ability to get back to the future at that point,
0: Marty, we have
1: to go back. Right? Exactly. So, so that that's when <laughs> that's when it's like okay, but sports getting, almanac getting back. In my opinion, that's the reason why those movies were made. Probably not easy. Probably not easy. Probably getting there. Okay. Getting back.
0: Plus, even if Mike, if we were to go back in time right now to the 1800s, like just being candid, like Brett and I, we would never find any of our ancestors because at that point, they would all be in Poland,
1: <laughs> right? wherever so you know, no sh- the heck we're. Hey, but for. you'd be very specific. Everyone know exactly where because they would be like, "That's the only shoe we got." I know. <laughs> that's true, but they'd
0: also be like. Shit, my god. What the hell is that?
1: <laughs> well, you see, and
0: we'd be like, "Well, we're from Poland." And they'd be like,
1: "We see, I have this what? Shoe, <laughs> I have this shoe on. that's such a good shoe, my gala. <laughs> I love it." <laughs> and that's how we got our name. And that's how they got their name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Represent. Uh,
1: yeah, in the in the 1800s. My mine, mine was like, "Okay, we got to
2: you got to Yo, we should invent Nike at that <laughs> point in time." <laughs> Right. And basketball.
0: <laughs> no, no, no! Invent football at that type of sport And cause, football, because the NFL didn't we, come out. Until we literally late.
1: could invent every sport.
0: Oh my God, we'd be trillionaires. Well, that's Screw bad. you, Bill Gates. Which
1: is about like six hundred bucks <laughs> back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was about six hundred bucks back then. That
0: was a long way back then, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But then we come back to the future, and we'd be like, "Damn, we were racking in that dough, bro!" And we'd have.
1: What you gotta do is get a good disguise. Remember like uh Shanghai Nights where it's like he's yeah. uh, it like uh, he was uh, Deuce McAllister or, or uh what was it? Is it Deuce McAllister? I don't know. Writing all the remember. writing all the Royal Abandon books. I can't
0: remember. I can't remember either, buddy.
1: Yeah, but like he tells me like I got a confession made. I'm <laughs> Deuce McAllister. <laughs> like and I was the one writing all those books, or they're all lies. Um but like you could literally just be we could be different people.
0: Well, and that's the beauty about time travel. And then
1: knowing that's we be who we were. Years. Right. Like and we just, can
0: go back right now and be total assholes, or we can go back right now and be like the most genuine people ever.
1: Right. And just, just save each town.
0: I definitely feel with, like we could do that with our knowledge of shooting.
1: With Bitcoin. With <laughs> <For laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs>
0: Right? They'd be like, what the heck is Bitcoin? Be like, it, it, it doesn't mean anything now, but in 100 years, you're going to know.
1: Don't you worry. <laughs> your, your grandson's 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 is going to know about it. Yeah. So you
0: just tell them <laughs> generation to generation Bitcoin. And that's all that's you where know. you want to be yeah. at. That's all you need
1: to know. By the way. And by, Amazon. Amazon and, and Bitcoin. And, and by the way, watch out. There's a hurricane coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out for Katrina because she's a real B-I-T-C-H.
1: That was
2: 2005, buddy.
1: Imagine, imagine like, teaching them hockey. First off, it was a four, <laughs> but then... Imagine, imagine te- teaching them, like, dirt hockey. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh, right?
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think. And, like, lacrosse.
0: Alright, alright. I think we're getting a little <laughs> off topic. Here, buddy. Soccer. So, let's... Let, I'll tell you what. Let's let's close on this. Closing
1: time. Yeah.
0: Semi-sounding. Good song. Oh. But, um... It's... It's
2: closing time.
0: Thanks, Thanks chat. Time Thank you. for you to go home.
1: Finish your whiskey or beer. And you can't go home. You don't have she to go home, but she can't, can't stay, stay here. I know who I want to take, to take me home.
2: All right, anyways. There's going to be a segment where Mike and I play guitar. <laughs> it's just going to happen.
0: I think, you know what? I think it's time next segment for Addison's drinking slurps that you guys interpretate?
1: Oh, yes. Excuse
0: me. Buzz lightyears drinking slurps.
1: Buzzed light years. <laughs> Buzz lightyears. Buzz lightyears drinking slurps. Buzz lightyears. Yeah. <laughs> or Buzz lightyear. I like Buzz. I'll tell you, you what. I'll tell
0: you what. I'll tell you what. So, or we'll close we'll close on this, right? So, if you could pick any time era other than the 1800s to go back in time to, what would it be?
1: <laughs> the 20s. The 1920s?
0: Okay. The 20s. Chat, how about you? tough i know it's
2: tough that's why I um asked. i'm i'm gonna go with the 70s
0: okay that's that's woodstock
2: bold. good music all that stuff you I mean, like heavy metal i i know but it's it not woodstock it, okay it originated from all of that music dude <laughs> okay, like okay
0: uh, uh, so having having a no so ho- no no
2: no having a hobby of playing music it kind of like you have to understand where everything that you like where it derives from. All right, all right, fair enough. So that's that. that's why you... I would go back there because in the early '80s is when like Iron Maiden and Metallica started showing up on the field. You know? For me, like,
0: for me, if I had to pick one, pre-divorce, it would be the 1960s.
2: Oh, you're gonna one up me by 10 years.
0: The reason? No, yeah, I have a very large oh, fascination with Vietnam. War. Forrest
1: Gump in person.
0: In a way, Mike's not wrong. Like I want like I would have wanted to go to Vietnam. Oh, okay. So you would have been there. I yeah, that would have been that would have been a story that I would have loved to have had. He ain't no fortunate son. First off, like Chet said, great music. Second, um that war was a pinnacle moment in American society. Just
1: in general, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I don't know, like, I just, as a history buff, like, that's one of my favorite time periods of study, so, for it's me, that would have been... a tough
1: one, though, because you gotta understand, I mean, it wasn't, like, any other war that they had been in, man, so, like... They, well, the you, best you part know, is, literally... is, like, I
0: wouldn't have to deal with all the after shit, I'd just come back to the present world.
1: If you make it.
0: If I made it, yeah, that's a good <laughs> point, that's, a good, that's true, you right. Just because you go
1: time travel doesn't mean that, uh... You make it out alive. <laughs> you're right.
0: You're right. But you know what? Like, it's something that I. have I get what you're saying. There's there's a lot. About.
2: There's a lot that was fascinating about that time period. I, I totally get it.
0: Right. And it was. It was
2: kind of like a um a cultural revolution for American society.
0: It was. It was. It really was. Technology was changing. Technology like, changed.
2: People's perspectives changed. You know, it was a big political time period as far as American history goes as well.
0: Forrest Gump. bump fist bump on a serious note yeah like it was the world war Two. either way like the 40s yeah i was kind I'm of forties too. i'm a guy that wanted the surface country so i would want to be a part of a time period where i did so
2: well the 40s also changed like video game history as to where we are nowadays too as far yeah, as but like, they didn't know that until like no, the 80s like, not even it was like the mid 90s when they yeah, really actually, started to focus true, on but, like well because like, that was when the transition of you know, video games really started to peak realistically.
0: All right, we don't have to get into video game topics. So no, no, to no, no. That that, that'll that'll segment. be another but, segment. Yeah, but... but you're right.
1: Well, no, I mean, I mean, Google wasn't even a invented until like 1998. So what I mean is, like, you, you got you got uh like the internet and all that stuff that all hits in the 90s. But uh, you know, the what we're talking about, and I think what we're all trying to say is that there are time eras that were much simpler. Than what they are now true and, and i think my my if i'm saying anything about me trying to be an I, am i being serious no but yeah, I but, know. but you know what i'm saying is that like think about this the human interaction just not just that but like how fun it would be you, yeah. you think about it you think about it back then it wouldn't it's not the same life you know like in and, and you they, <laughs> They they had a better understanding of who they wanted to be. Well that's what I mean. And, like the human interaction
2: is that time period is people converse differently, they responded yeah. differently to certain
1: situations, you know. Right, but these outlaws are famous for a reason because it they they had a certain charisma ingenious. they had a certain charisma. Charisma, yeah, exactly And it wasn't just it wasn't just because they were an outlaw. You don't become famous for no reason.
0: Well, they were also, like, in a way, like ingenious because not only were they charismatic, but they also like thought of new ways to do certain things and like got it it was for illegal purposes ninety percent of the time but because of them, they were able to change the way everything responded to that
1: and and how it's viewed so like think about this there's a reason why there's songs about El Capone there's a reason why there's there's still movies based on mobsters gangsters um and 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 old westerns. Like, I think
2: like, what Mike is trying to say is that everything that happened then has shaped society to the point where it's at. It and it has. And I'm not. I'm
1: not trying to shed light on those people as being good people. I'm, I'm, yeah, what, I know what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that there there might have been some sort of good in them, though, at, at some point, because that's. I mean, they're 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 very well celebrated sometimes.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. and but, and,
1: uh... and so that's all I'm trying to say is that like. It's just like you go back to certain times and it's like you'd love to have at least witnessed it.
0: Right, yeah. yeah especially on a historical standpoint. But, um, but you know what, guys? I think... Speaking I think, of time travel,
1: our times run out. Yeah,
0: I was <laughs> to say, our, our, we got to get back in the portal and head back to 2021. So Right. Uh, that
1: that red pill I took in the Matrix is worn off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what, what we're, we're <laughs> going to do is we're going to he- close out with a couple of minutes we have left here and then we're going to we're going to get back to reality here. But so uh, before we before we leave, Mike, let's go ahead and hit him up with your Twitter.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so mine is Mike Chimberski at M.I.K. Well, two, five, three, one. I'll talk to anything, uh, anything you want to talk about. Uh, you hit me up with topics you want to talk about in the next one or want to hear us talk about or any sports talk. I'm here. And Chet.
2: Uh, I am Brett Chimagala at B R E T T S Z one seven. That's my Twitter. You guys can get at me anytime you want to. If you have, like Mike said, if you have any topics, anything you want us to talk about, um, I love to interact with people, and you know, we'll we'll talk about anything, literally. So please hit us up.
0: Just remember, Chet's got kids. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, Chet. Uh, I'm Addison Shumigala. Um, you guys can hit me up at Twitter at s a s z u m i g a l a. That is it. No numbers at all. Feel free to reach out. We would love to receive topics uh, about, you know, uh, future references on the show. If you guys would love to be guests, we would absolutely adore that. Um, we're at that point now where we would.
1: Yeah, we would welcome we'd that, and, then, yeah, and not only know. that, we're all on Facebook, just so you know. So Twitter, yeah. Twitter's Twitter's a, a secondary, but we're all exactly what our name is on on Facebook. I'm Mike Chambersky. uh Chat is Brett Chumagala. Addison's Addison Chumagala. Stanley but like we're findable
0: right yeah and and you know what like if you guys are out there are wondering about doing a podcast for yourselves like absolutely highly encourage it i would really recommend that you would check out anchor.fm it is a wonderful app it's owned by spotify it's really easy to edit stuff it's free so absolutely or like i
1: said yeah like you said if you want to be a guest jump on you want If you want to start your own podcast, you want to know how it's all about, go ahead, be a guest, and, and, and see if you like even being listened to first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm and uh, really and sure we'll that. help you
1: launch your own, you know?
0: Yep. So, with that being said, though, that's all I got, boys. How about you guys? That is all
1: we have, man. And uh, you know what? As always, go Bills. Go Bills.
0: Go Bills. Go
1: Bills.